0: Live from wherever you happen to be, it's the SNL Hall of Fame podcast. And now, here's your host, curator of the hall, Jamie
1: Dew. Oh, yes. Can you feel the magic in the air? Thank you very much, Doug DeNance, for that fantastic introduction. Listen, if you are looking to get some VFX done, com is where you should go. The guy is a pro and uh, just an amazing person. So there's that. My name is Jamie. I am the host and curator here at the SNL Hall of Fame. And I'd like to welcome you in for a very, very special episode of the SNL Hall of Fame. Yes, the time is here. So wipe your feet. This is Hallowed Grounds, after all, because we are about to embark on the induction of our first candidates in the SNL Hall of Fame. Buckle up. What I did is got together with my friend John Schneider at the SNL Network on this past Thursday, and we went live. We uh, revealed the selections live. If you were there, this is a repeat for you. If you weren't, this is going to be brand new and you will hear who made it, who didn't make it, who's on the cusp, who might be back next year, and so much more. I hope you are ready. I hope you voted and I hope all your dreams come true. (laughs) So there's that. Let's go right to it. This is myself and John Schneider of the SNLnetwork.com revealing the first inductees into the SNL Hall of Fame. Let's get to it.
2: Everybody And welcome to a very special podcast here on the SNL Network. My name is John Schneider from the SNL Network coming to you live on Thursday, May 26th to reveal the results of the SNL Hall of Fame. And I am so excited for this show because the anticipation has been brewing for about a month as people have been voting the entire season of season 47. People have been nominating different candidates for the ballot. And I am with the guy who put this whole thing together, the curator of the Hall of Fame. It is Jamie Dew. Jamie, how are you?
0: I'm great, John. Thanks for, thanks for the intro. Thanks for uh, having me here to, to do this reveal. This is really exciting.
2: Yes, I'm so excited to have you on the show, Jamie. Always great to get to hear from you. I know you are traveling the West Coast right now, so it's great to connect with you and get to see you at the end of this season and do something that, uh, like I said, there's been a lot of anticipation towards.
0: Yeah, we've done three episodes where we uh, did, you know, pundit roundtables, and they were just a great deal of fun, uh, and they did a lot to ramp up that anticipation, I think. You know, people listening to those and then casting their votes, uh, in a, in a manner that either, you know, um, was similar to what we laid out or right off the beaten, re- beaten path. So, um, interesting stuff.
2: Yeah, those were a ton of fun to get to do. I did. uh, I was on the first pundit roundtable, and I will just say uh, it was three hours of debating these choices (laughs) because the best thing about the Hall of Fame, I have to say, Jamie, is it's not obvious. You know, it's not something that's clear cut. It's not something that we're all going to agree on. And I'm sure that when you were looking through the results over the last month, you saw plenty of disagreement among the voters.
0: Absolutely. Uh, even, even in terms of the numbers of votes that were cast in total, uh, about 2,500 votes were, were wow. cast. Um, and they, you know, were all over the place. Some people used all 15. The majority used all 15. There was a ballot that had as few as four uh, on uh, four about four votes cast on it. Um,
2: that person must really love was, those four.
1: That's right. That's what I thought. The average turned out to be about eleven. So uh, it's interesting when we look at the numbers that
0: were actually voted in, and um, you know the threshold that we used. We used sixty-six point six as our threshold. You had to break that to get in. Uh, you know, um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a tight knit group, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to reveal that today.
2: Yes, I'm excited about it. So, and by the way, for anybody who's listening along or watching us, I don't know the results yet. So I'm going to find out live on the (laughs) podcast as you're listening to it as well. So uh, the way that this works, and we'll go over the parameters for anybody who's checking this out for the first time, is there was 30 nominees this season. Lorne Michaels was one of them, and he was automatically given a spot as the first Hall of Famer, Jamie, correct? That's right.
0: That's right. In looking at uh, you know the numbers and, and, and just the legacy, it, it made sense to to have him unilaterally declared as the uh, first candidate rather than go through the voting process, which it would have been uh, academic, I think. Uh, so we we did the right thing and, and and pushed him through to give him that sort of honor.
2: Okay. So then there are 29 other candidates eligible for this first year's class of the SNL Hall of Fame, and you you said it, that 66.66% of the votes were needed in order to be voted in for this first year. So there's going to be only a certain number of people of these candidates that did get in, and there's actually going to be some candidates that dropped off the ballot for not receiving enough votes. So what is That's the right. threshold to stay on the ballot, Jamie?
1: All you need to to stay on the ballot in upcoming years
0: is 5%. So if you cross 5%, uh, on the negative side of 5%, rather, you are, um, yeah, you are, lost it it lost to time i suppose from further consideration in the hall but uh anybody who received more than that five percent is on the ballot again for the upcoming year
2: yeah so the two people who nominated those two people which i just i just said the number two people did not get in uh those two people uh they spent uh, about a half an hour with you jamie saying why that person should make the hall of fame but the people did not agree so um (laughs) it'll be interesting to discuss those i didn't think Uh, about it that way yeah, exactly. A complete waste of time. Um, but yeah, this is gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. So uh, we know the two people are out. There's gonna be a certain number of people that get in, and we will reveal that as we go. Jamie, are you ready to get started with our results?
0: Let's do this.
2: All right. So from the bottom of the list, who was the least voted for for the SNL Hall of Fame?
0: The least voted for in the SNL Hall of Fame for 2022 receiving 1.9% of all votes cast is uh, Captain Canada, Mr. Neil Young. So Neil Young will not be eligible for the hall in future years. And, you know, really, Neil appeared on the show only a handful of times. Um, He was largely nominated on Conan's recommendation. And uh, if you listen to the Conan O'Brien podcast, you heard him talking about uh neil young and the performance of keep on rocking in the free world that he did in i want to say 89 um maybe it was a little later than that but uh just a tremendous performance but not enough apparently to generate enough votes to keep him on the ballot
2: yeah, and I think that was one of the things that we did discuss on the uh, the debates, the panel shows that we had about this was that the musical guest category is a very tough category to get in, just based on you know how many you know times they're on the show, their contribution to a given episode. So you really have to stand out from a musical guest perspective. So uh, my guess would be that the person above Neil Young would also be a musical guest, but you will have to tell us who that is, Jamie.
0: You are completely right. It was an episode that I really loved, and you should go back and listen to the episode. Thomas Senna did it, and he talked about Nirvana. And it was a fantastic episode, Um, really can't recommend it enough. But uh, ultimately, it looks like 3.9% is the the number that was received, and that's just not enough to, to maintain.
2: Okay. So Nirvana and Neil Young are no longer eligible Hall of Fame for the Hall of Fame. But to clarify, Jamie, uh, if Dave Grohl is ever nominated as an individual, he would be eligible for the Hall of Fame, correct?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I assume the Foo Fighters as well. Uh, You know, it might be the Foo Fighters or it might be Dave by himself because he's made a couple of of performances as, you know, he was the drummer in Tom Petty's band on an episode. He was um, a drummer for Paul McCartney and... Uh, Chris Novoselic, when they sort of uh, did that Nirvana song, uh, Nirvana—I always say Nirvana—but it's Nirvana song. So, um, yeah, uh, I have to think that uh, he's—he's got to look pretty good. But you're more than right about the music thing uh, because the next five on the list are all musical guests as well. So they all ranked very low, despite you know our giving them. Equal (laughs) airtime as okay.
2: All right. Well, let's not uh, keep everybody in suspense any longer. Who comes up next in the ballot?
0: It's Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers with 7.1%.
2: All right. So Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, they definitely had a major contribution to the show. They just, you know, reached the threshold of staying on the ballot. So we will see in future years if they
0: get voted into the Hall of Fame. That's right. The, uh, the next one after that is Miley Cyrus at 7.1%, which was okay. really shock, really shocking to me. She on, unlike Tom Petty and the heartbreakers has, um, future episodes to bank on, you know, there might be something that she does in the future that, that pushes that number northward, but, uh, it's going to be a tough climb, I think, to get into the hall with numbers like 7.1% to start. Yeah, well, as Miley
2: Cyrus call. would say, it is it is all about the climb. So um, <laughs>
0: That's we'll, see, we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, following that at 9% is Prince. And that one really surprised me. Uh, I, I, I thought Prince would have received a much higher percentage, although it could be argued that he didn't receive a high percentage because really, again, the, the main body of work that people cite when they talk about Prince and SNL is that private party that he, the, the private concert that he gave after the 40th. Um, and that's not something that we've all, you know, we were, we've seen it on video, but we weren't there to experience. It. And I, I have a feeling it was one of those, you know, holy crap moments that for a lot of people that were in attendance, but it just didn't register to the regular voter.
2: Yes, for sure. And we just actually had on the season finale at the after party, we had Maya Rudolph performing with Prince's band on the ice rink at the after party. So um, still very much involved and connected to SNL, uh, even though Prince is no longer with us.
0: Wow, I did I did not know that. That's really cool. And I made a mistake because the next the next one listed is in the host category. So there were three musical performers there. It was five in total, but three three above the threshold. So the next one is a host. And again, uh, surprising to me, because this is a host that is is young and probably has some future episodes to pull her score up, but uh, it's Emma Stone with 10.3% of all wow. ballots cast.
2: Yeah, it's a little, a little low and a little surprising for me, but I certainly understand that there may be a wait for Emma Stone to get into the Hall of Fame until she does get into the five-timers club, which seems inevitable at this point.
0: Yeah, I think for a host... It's, gonna, it's going to end up being that the five-timer is almost a requisite, you know, to, to be really considered. After that, we have Taylor Swift at 11%. And John, you can speak to this. Uh, how do you feel about that? That's a really low score, I, I thought.
2: Uh, look, I think that Taylor Swift is somebody you have to think about when it comes to Hall of Fame musical guests on the show, especially with what she did in season 47. But uh, right. you know, we joked a lot of, on the panel show about like, would I nominate her or not? And I actually did not vote for her in this particular year because truth be told, even though I do think Taylor Swift maybe one day could get into the Hall of Fame, there are so many people that have to go in before Taylor Swift. So I'm not really surprised that she's that low on the list this year.
0: And she's got a, a number of accolades that uh, will that will uh, get her by. <laughs> <Sure>.
1: Yeah, she, <laughs> she, sure is, she has <laughs> enough going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> After that, we have another another host, uh, another female host. In fact, fifteen point five percent, and I think this one might be a couple of things. She only appeared three times, and she is a vintage uh, that not everybody has. Had access to despite her hit show, Grace and Frankie. uh, I think it's Grace and Frankie, is what it's called. And that's Lily Tomlin at 15.5%.
2: Yeah, this is certainly an interesting one. I think we talked in our show about how Lily Tomlin, if there was, you know, in a category for, you know, helping to create the show and, you know, figuring out what the, what SNL was going to look like, a contributor to the show, I think that Lily Tomlin certainly uh, makes sense. I think you're talking about Hall of Famers of the first five years. I think that, you know, she definitely counts but as far as like hall of fame hosts uh to me there are a lot of hosts in snl history that make more sense to reach the hall of fame at this point than lily tomlin
0: yeah including uh, the the next one uh, at 19.4 percent and i have a feeling this one has uh some legs in front of her as well that she could come back to the show and do a couple more episodes and remind people of how great she is because all her performances have been really good. And that's Melissa McCarthy at 19.4%.
2: For sure. She's a full ball of energy. Uh, obviously, I uh, can't wait to see what she does. I do definitely see, um, you know, I see the path for Melissa McCarthy in the future. I think she's an excellent host of the show and could potentially get in one day down the road. And, uh, you know, at 19.4%, we're starting to get to this 20% mark. And I think, you know, anyone over 20%, I think I could s- sort of start to see really, like, how this may happen over the next few years, assuming, uh, you know, if there's not all these crazy new candidates that come in and just steal the balloting every single year.
0: That's, yeah, that's my concern with, you know, people, people only having 15 votes. So that might be something that has to be revisited in the future as well um if there is uh you know 30 new nominees and and 20 legacy nominees that's a lot of people to vote for that's a lot so next on the list is another musical guest uh and he would be in my hall of fame for sure uh he he got a vote for me this year uh although You know, only about a quarter of the people felt the same as me. And that's with 23.2% is Sir Paul McCartney.
2: Yeah, this was a vote for me as well. This is somebody who I do believe needs to make the Hall of Fame one day. And, um, you know, I guess. I could see the argument where uh, Paul McCartney is such a huge name beyond SNL that it's hard to necessarily credit him for anything SNL related. But if you watch anything to do with him being a part of the show for decades and decades, I certainly feel that Paul McCartney is a major part of
0: Saturday Night Live. 100% agree. Yeah, absolutely. Next is somebody that might require, you know, and I don't want to sound arrogant, but I feel like some of the writing category participants maybe need a little a little bit more um, puffery, you know uh, they, they need more puffing up uh, and explaining you know exactly how they were part of the show. But the next one is not only a writer, like like really his fingerprints were all over the first five years and, and specifically the first year. Uh, And that's uh, at 25.8%, that's Michael O'Donoghue.
2: Yeah, this is one of those things that I think uh, when you open up uh, voting to the public, you know, all the big names are going to get voted on. And Michael O'Donoghue is not a name that I think is, you know, especially in terms of casual SNL fans has lasted generations and generations. But, you know, uh, he is such an important contributor to the development of the show, the tone of the early seasons, the first sketch of the show. So um, I definitely think there will be major arguments for him getting in one day down the road.
0: Absolutely. The next three are also writers, and they are uh, at twenty eight point four percent. Conan O'Brien, twenty nine point seven percent. Franken and Davis, and thirty point three percent. Very shocking. James Downey,
2: with only yeah, like a I mean... third
0: of, with only a third of the votes.
2: Yeah, I mean, the Conan thing, uh, for me, probably not an SNL Hall of Famer. Uh, we, we've discussed this before, but uh, certainly like a Hall of Famer in, in entertainment and, and success in his his show. Right. Uh, so that, that totally makes sense. Again, the big name factor certainly would boost him up. Uh, but I think that the big names of, you know, or, or rather Franken and Davis and potentially Jim Downey not being as big of names as some of the hosts and the cast members would probably have lowered them on this list, unfortunately, but they are so important to the structure of Saturday Night Live that they need to get into the hall of fame down the road, especially Jim Downey, who most people believe is the second most imp- important person <laughs> yes. in the history of the show besides Lauren Michaels. So uh, I could see a path for them definitely down the road.
0: If you're listening to this or watching this and you you don't have a, a sense of James Downey, uh, recently an episode of fly on the wall featured him and it was a tremendous episode. I thought uh, he was Agreed. razor sharp. He was razor sharp. He shared some great stories, some great norm stuff uh, just really, really good. Yep. So the next group of people were starting to get into the 30 and above and like you were saying, with twenty and above, this is where I start to see a path for, for people. I start to see it with with thirty and above because you're you're halfway to the threshold, at you know at at thirty, uh, so you can you know potentially gain fifteen percent in a year or twenty percent in a year or something really goes wild, you know the full thirty three percent in a year and, and become a hall of famer the next time out, and we'll start with uh, with a uh, just a, a great. Host, and this shows my age because I feel if everybody my age was voting, if the demographic was such that everybody was my age, this person would have received much, uh, many, many more votes because he was uh, a stalwart of the '90s. He was he was literally there every year, and that's at thirty one point six percent. That's the host, John Goodman.
2: Yeah, I mean, he, this is a guy who hosted every single year. Through, for every for year. So many years. For every year. <laughs> and uh yeah, it's just it's just I don't know what it is about the today's generation that John Goodman has sort of a little bit, you know, faded away. But but yeah. he's I mean he's still popular, he's still in movies, he's still on uh the Connors. And uh for me, I he's a no-brainer. Uh so I I definitely, like you said, seeing the path for him.
0: Next up at 34.8% is somebody that I I thought of as um just an absolute tour de force on the screen and that was molly shannon uh and she received 34.8 percent of the votes
2: yeah, how can you not love Molly Shannon? Uh, just a, a really just incredible cast member on the show, probably not first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, but I mean, you know, in terms of, you know, that generation and her really uh, starting up at the end of one era going through to this next one and being one of the most important people to make that big transition between the 94s into the early 2000s. Uh, it's She's an important part of SNL history. So we will see what happens with Molly in the future
0: yeah uh, it's 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 pretty it's pretty interesting uh I can't wait till we have a year another year worth of data to to start to you know look at trends and look at things like that that'll be a lot of fun uh next up tied with Molly shannon at thirty four point eight percent is somebody that mr John snyder uh touted and uh did the episode for oh no, I, you did, didn't, I didn't, no, you didn't I didn't do the episode for but you, you didn't a lot surprised it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you, he, would, he was on your ballot for sure, though.
2: Yeah, I mean, pretty much every episode of any podcast I do is a Justin Timberlake podcast, so I'm not surprised <laughs> that you thought so. But uh, yeah, for, for me, uh, just J- JT uh, is a no-brainer Hall of Famer. So uh, this is a guy that I will be touting for uh, for many years to come so I could see him getting in. And if you want to hear my case and my convincing of the other panelists for Justin Timberlake, definitely go back and listen to that panel show.
0: All right, now we make a big jump. We go from thirty-four point eight percent to forty-seven point one percent for our next um, nominee, and that is the aforementioned Maya Rudolph. So Maya Rudolph at forty-seven point one percent. To me, she's in next year. Uh, she will be in next year with a with a score of forty-seven point one percent. I just can't imagine a scenario where somebody that is as talented as she is, you know, doesn't. Um, doesn't register with a few more people and and ultimately, you know, get gets gets her in the door.
2: Yeah, I mean, how can you not love Maya? So uh we will see what happens with her next year, but uh getting close. I mean close to fifty percent of people felt that she should be in there. So I can expect she will eventually make the SNL Hall fame.
0: So forty seven point seven percent of all voters uh, cast a vote for Mr. John Mullaney, uh, who is The, I'm pretty sure that is the highest, no, he was, he was nominated for host, not writer. So sorry, he is nominated for host and that is the second highest nominated hosts at 47.7%.
2: I mean, look, we're five years into five years in a row with John Mulaney on the show. I think that, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but he's on this John Goodman like run. If you would have gone and done the SNL Hall of Fame five years into John Goodman hosting the show, I wonder where he would be on this ballot. So those things are interesting to think about. But of course, if Mulaney continues to host year after year after year on the show, and he had, by the way, one of the best episodes of season 47, I think was agreed across the board. Um, I I have to imagine that he's going to find a way to
0: get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think so, too. I don't think there's any worry for any for any of these people we're naming now. I don't think there's much of a worry. Uh, now, this one, I do have right. You did nominate this next uh, trio. And at 52.9% is The Lonely Island. That is yeah. shocking to me. Shocking. Yeah, this is, is blasphemous. So, 15%.
2: Yeah, this is crazy to me. Um, I don't know where, where the other 48% of people have been. But The Lonely Island is no-brainer Hall of Famer. So uh, Absolutely. they... Yeah, um, I need to I need to knock on these people's doors and find out what they're thinking. <laughs>
0: um, next on the list, we go all the way to sixty one point nine percent of people voted, uh, and I, I don't know. We'll have to look at the numbers next year. How much the recent news influenced this vote? But it's Norm Macdonald at sixty one point nine percent, so just missing out. Um, uh, I'm, I'm surprised he's that high without getting in. Um, but yeah. I, I don't know what else to say to me. He's, he, he received one of my votes and, uh, I love him. Uh, I think he's, I think he's great, but if he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer, it's not the end of the world, you know, it's just not.
2: For sure. And I love Norm too. And I certainly I am I, the one who personally believes that recency has something to do with this because he's definitely on people's minds. He's a beloved SNL. Uh, cast member in terms of the fan community, so I'm not surprised he is up this high. Uh, I probably would make the argument about why he isn't necessarily a Hall of Famer, and maybe that actually did have some influence on the vote potentially. But uh, I would, I would guess, if I had to make a bet right now, he may actually be lower on the ballot in year two, but he could wow. get in eventually. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah. All right. Here we go.
2: Is this it? All right. This is so, uh,
0: the, the first entry. So, yeah, okay. I guess you
2: have something. so Jamie, uh, so basically, so I just want to make sure I get the numbers correctly. So we had two people who were out. They are no longer eligible for the Hall of Fame for the rest of time. And That's right. the, the, we also had 20 people who were voted on who made the threshold, who will be returning to the ballot next year, but they have not made the Hall of Fame. So that That's leaves right. us with seven people who are in the Hall of Fame. Is that correct?
0: That is correct, yes.
2: All right, so we are going to do this in ascending order to find out who the seventh most votes is, and we will start right now.
0: With 67.1% of all ballots cast, our first Hall of Famer that we're announcing today comes from a suburb of Chicago. It is Chris Farley.
2: Wow. Great for Chris Farley, obviously a beloved SNL cast member. So, so happy that Chris was able to get onto the show. Um, Honestly, just, I know that so many people love Chris Farley.
0: Living in a van down by the river. And also in the (laughs) SNL
2: Hall of Fame. Love, love Chris. So just so wonderful. (laughs) That's great. Congrats to Farley.
0: All right. At 68.4% of all ballots cast is... A Canadian great, an all-timer. First four years of the show, Dan Aykroyd.
2: Oh, man, that's that's just so wonderful to get to see. I am such a fan of Dan Aykroyd. Jane, you ignorant slut. Yes, 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 Dan, um, which I don't know if that plays anymore. But, but Dan, uh, obviously part of the original cast, I was the one who was arguing that everybody in the original cast should be in the SNL Hall of Fame. Okay, so uh, I can see this. This is a no-brainer vote for me.
1: It just shows how difficult it is to, to
0: get a, an appropriate number of votes. I mean, I would have thought he had 90%, you know, uh, but there's nobody that's even close to 90%. So I'll, I will give you that. Um, but yeah, 68.4 is where he landed. And even if we had dropped the threshold to 50, which we were considering at one point, it would have only allowed two extra uh, people into the hall. That would have been Norm and the Lonely Island. Um, so, you know, it really takes a lot to to get that many people in agreement. And uh, I think that that makes it extra special. So Dan Aykroyd, 68.4. 100%.
1: Next
0: up is another Canadian uh, for Canadian viewers and, and listeners at 71% of all ballots cast is Phil Hartman.
2: Yeah, this to me uh, is a, you know, the, the first name off my list out of all the eligible nominees from this year. Uh, I would have righted if Phil Hartman didn't get into the hall of fame. Like, uh, you know, I made the argument on the show, the only guy, uh, you know, for a very long time. To have a thousand sketches later surpassed by Keenan, and uh, just like has the single season record for sketches. When he was on the show, he was a force, and he dominated every single episode he was in. He is greatly missed, and you know you just have to wonder that other universe where he's still around what he would be doing, how many times he would have hosted the show, how involved he would have been in the show for years to come. This is just, uh, to me, very heartwarming, both to have people like Chris Farley and Phil Hartman, who are no longer with us, but getting into the Hall of Fame this year.
1: Yeah, and our
0: our next nominee is, uh, or our next inductee, rather, is also, uh, will be accepting their plaque posthumously, and that was with 72.3%, the first female in the Hall, and that's Gilda Radner.
2: Oh man, I, I am such a fan of Gilda Radner, and I'm so happy that she got into the show. Uh, got into the 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 Hall of Fame. I just think, uh, how can you not watch those first few seasons and not just fall in love with Gilda and her energy and everything that she's doing? Just loved her between Emily Nutella and Roseanne Rosanna Danna all the never mind on the show. Just <laughs> just the best, and uh, she of course also is sorely missed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't have much to add to that. That uh, that pretty much covers all the bases. She she's just wonderful. Like I, I think she's pure joy. Hashtag pure joy. Gilda Radner. Seventy four point eight percent of you cast a vote for the writer Tina Fey. So she is the highest uh, ranking writer on this list. And uh, I think though. You know, these are based on categories. I think the fact that she's had a good stint on Weekend Update really probably sealed the deal for her for a lot of people, as it does seem that the writing category, especially on vintage and modern episodes, uh, it's just too difficult to determine what they did. We didn't have the SNL network back in the day that could break it down for us and show us, Mm -hmm. you know, who was contributing and who was, you know, doing all that good stuff. So it makes it difficult. But... But Tina cracked that nut, and
2: she's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and I'm thrilled for Tina. I think that Tina was just such a part of so many, you know, basically over the last 22 years of the show, she's been such a part of everything. And even, you know, when she was gone, coming back so many times to host and cameo, all the Sarah Palin stuff uh, between that, and then, you know, while she was on the show, being the first female head writer. So um, I 100% see why she got into the Hall of Fame, and I'm glad that she's so uh, recognized for her work.
0: So that leaves two people left, and they both scored the same score. So I don't know which one to do first. Maybe I'll go alphabetical. Seventy-eight point one percent is the is the score that they both achieved, and that is, uh, you know, well, just say them both because they're both dynamite, and I don't know how to put one over the other. There, one of them is responsible for potentially saving the show, and one of them is has a legacy on the show that you know spans the beginning till now uh an episode just three weeks ago featured him so these two that scored 78.1 are performer eddie murphy and host steve martin
2: Yeah, I mean, this totally makes sense. Uh, Eddie Murphy, just (laughs) such a big part of the show. Like, you know, it it makes complete sense when Eddie came on and was such a a big part of the non Lorne Michaels era of the show. We obviously had a huge celebration for Eddie when he returned to host a few years ago. So, uh, this I get. And of course, Steve Martin, the host of all hosts, he will always be known as the, uh, like, you know, even though there was, you know, Alec Baldwin, who has, you know, since taken the hosting record, there was a lot of Buck Henry talk in the first few years. And, Uh, Tom Hanks, John Goodman. There's a lot of people who have been wonderful hosts of the show so many times. But I think everybody would always agree that Steve Martin is the host of all hosts when it comes to SNL. So uh, for me, it's very cool. We also got the... uh...
1: We are the wild and crazy guys.
2: Yeah, we got them both in the Hall of Fame. So that was really cool as well. So. yeah, that's really cool. So Jamie, why don't you read out the entire uh ballot of people who got into the Hall of Fame for sure. the first year?
0: So we have Eddie Murphy, Steve Martin, Tina Fey, Gilda Radner, Bill Hartman, Dan Aykroyd, and Chris Farley. What a ensemble that would be, you know, if you could if you if you could just run a show for a season with just that group. That would be a pretty spectacular group, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah, very cool. With uh, host Steve Martin and then cast members of Eddie and Tina's head writer, Gilda Radner, Phil Hartman, Dan Aykroyd and Chris Farley. Just uh, dynamite. And, uh, you know, there's there's more people on this list who may get in, probably should get in. And I cannot wait to see in year two if they do. But there's going to be a whole new crop of nominees to decide between you know, between the people who are already on the ballot and then this new group of people coming in. So I know that year two is going to become even more competitive and I cannot yeah, wait to see what happens.
0: Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for all your support this season. It's been really wonderful. And, um, you know, I, I think that, uh, it's, it's really great if we, if we get some more information on any of these people, like if there are plaques uh, at some point or anything like that, I'll be sure to let you know.
2: Yes, that is for sure. Jamie, is there anything you want to let the listeners know when it comes to what to expect for your number two of the SNL Hall of Fame and also where to find the podcast and everything that you're doing?
0: Sure. I'll answer the last question first. Anything that you need to find on this show or this concept can be found at snlhof.com. snlhof.com has everything you need and it will be updated in the days to come with the with the initial class as well. Uh, I can tell you that for the remainder of season one, I will be re-releasing the episodes of all the candidates that got in. So we'll start with uh, Eddie Murphy, then Steve Martin, Tina Fey, Gilda Radner, Phil Harman, Dan Aykroyd, and Chris Harley. So that will be uh, something that will be to come. And then we'll take a bit of a break and we'll come back when SNL, comes back which we don't have a date for yet but usually second or third week of october i think is a is a fair is a fair bet
2: i I would look at the first of october as a potential date for 48 but don't don't all right
0: yeah all right well then when we when we know you'll know and um season two will start the sunday following the first episode of snl
2: yes that sounds wonderful and for those watching on youtube you could also see the hall of famers uh, up on screen right now between eddie steve tina gilda phil danny and chris so uh jamie just on behalf of everybody in the snl community thank you for creating such a fun uh thing for us to talk about for us to memorial memorialize and remember the history of some of these people on the show uh really glad that you had us be a part of it all season long whether it's our podcast some of the other wonderful podcasts in the snl community the journalists you had involved and some of the fans from in and around the world. Uh, so grateful that you had us all be a part of this special thing that you're putting together. So thanks for doing that, Jamie.
0: Thank you so much. It's been a great deal of fun, man. I look I look for it to be a lot more fun as we move forward with this too.
2: And for those watching or listening on the SNL network feed, you could definitely check out everything we're doing at the SNL network. We just wrapped up season 47 with host Natasha (coughs) Leone and musical guest Japanese Breakfast. And what a great episode! What an amazing finale and a goodbye to some potential future Hall of Famers, potentially. So, uh, you know, we'll get into those in the next few years and talk about what their legacies are at the show. But for now, we broke down their goodbyes and we're going to talk a lot more about the sketches and the moments from season 47 we have our season 47 finale roundtable so basically we're going to be wrapping up the entire season we're going to talk about the best sketches best pre-tapes best moments of the season all that will be happening this coming monday may 30th and then we also have our final by the number show where we break down all the snl analytics so if you love numbers when it comes to snl and you want to know you know what's really happening from a numerical perspective we will have a great show coming up afterwards as well and we'll also talk about the departed cast members and have some other very fun summer coverage before we get back into snl for 48 in just a few months oh okay. wow so Jamie thank you for joining us today thank you everybody in the chat and we will see you next time guys have a good take one take care
1: Oh, right. Wasn't that terrific? Wasn't that great? That's what you get with the SNL Hall of Fame. Sure, you had to put up with a year of me, but in the end, you get seven very worthy candidates inducted into the Hall of Fame. So in the weeks to come, the website will be updated, and I will be replaying episodes from the newly inducted, uh, uh, well, mainly majority cast members um, uh, and hosts. And uh, we'll go from there. And then it all begins again season two. So stay tuned. Thank you so much for your engagement this year. Uh, The emails that I've got, uh, the tweets that I've got, it's all been real wonderful. And uh, I can't thank you enough for your support. Let's do this again next year, shall we? Until that time, however, i ask you a favor. Could you please turn out the lights on your way out? Because the SNL Hall of Fame is now closed. Thanks
0: for listening to the SNL Hall of Fame podcast. You can find everything you need to know about the show at snlhof.com. Don't forget to subscribe, share, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcast. This is Doug Denant saying. This is Doug Denant saying. See you next month in the hall.
1: That's some such.